Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Game Football Podcast from The Times. I'm Tom Clark and I'm joined by Sunday Times football correspondent Jonathan Northcroft and former footballer turned journalist Gregor Robertson. But today is not about any of us because we're also joined by a very special guest. He's played in the National League, League Two, League One, the Championship and now the Premier League. And he's done it all with the same club, Luton Town. Incredible achievement, especially when you consider that he's the first player ever to do so. Pelly, Ruddock and Panzu, welcome to the Game Podcast. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me and uh, glad to be here. Yeah, I mean, can I just say, I'm going to let Johnny and Gregor kind of lead the questioning and we're going to talk through your remarkable career already, I've got to say. But just to start, a thank you from me, because at the start of every podcast, I have to do a little intro where I explain who the guys are. And I'm challenged each week to try and come up with a different fact from Gregor's career. Mm-hmm. And I can safely say that that fact about you will trump any that I can possibly find about him. We can try, we can try, we can try. Just so, I mean, I mean, you've absolutely seen him off. They've for been the really rest. niche now. They've been getting yeah. really niche for my career now. Yeah. Well, we had one the other week about how many bookings he'd had. I'm really stretching it out. So that fact about you trumps absolutely everything. So thank you for that. We've no, finished no. him off. <laughs> yeah, Perry, th- thanks very much for, for coming in to see us. I'm really looking forward to this. And as Tom said, you've you've just had a, a journey that, that no one else has had in football. Um I've interviewed a lot of players, but I don't think I've ever interviewed someone who's had a single written in his honour, has had a type of honey named after him, yeah. and a mural um, painted in a pub in, in Luton. Yeah. So, I don't know, do you, do you ever just look at this, this sort of place you're at now and think of, the, think of the journey and think, God, it's just been a bit mad? Not yet, no. Obviously, you're still trying to get games under now. We're in the Premier League, 10 games in, trying to get as much points as we can to stay in the league, but... I think once the season's done, I'll look over and be like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's been done for me and uh, enjoy it. But right now, we're in the midst of a tough Premier <laughs> League season. So right now, you can't really think about it. But hopefully, towards the end, it should be a, if, well, hopefully when we stay up, it should be a, a good reminder of what I've done. Yeah. I mean, the, stu- the stuff that's been done in your honour and you, you look at Luton fans on social media and, and they still, you know, they celebrate you all the time. Mm-hmm. That's testament to, the, to the, the sort of recognition that they have for you um, but before Luton which came about 10 years ago I just wanted to find out how that sort of all started and, and you, you began at Boreham Wood in their, their youth system so how did that come about? Um, I was playing Sunday League with Belmont a team in, in Edgware and then I went to have a trial at Boreham Wood and then I got into the Youth Alliance system Played there uh, when I was under 16s, then under 17s went to reserves, and then played uh, a couple of first team games. And then there was a a coach called uh, McMahon, Darren McMahon, mm. who was a uh, had links with West Ham, and then um, from from Boreham had a trial at West Ham, and then uh, signed my professional first first professional contract with them. 
unfortunately didn't play a first league game did play a cup game mm. against Burnley I think I might have won that game yeah you did yeah um, and then from then on tried to get a couple of games couldn't went on loan to Luton in the December and then signed in January and uh, as I said the rest is history but you're a, you're a talent Pelly so wh- wh- why why was it Boreham Wood why was there not a, any of the bigger clubs after you at that point or, did, or were, the, were you close to signing for one of the bigger London clubs uh, there was a couple but I think West Ham fit right for me yeah. and he wasn't too far you can go to another club in north in the north or, the, or down south but I think West Ham was a, was a good club and they're known to develop great young players and I thought that would be my good opportunity to get my foot in the game and hopefully make yeah. some first team appearances you from Hendon? yeah from Hendon yeah a lot of football played there what was, what was the upbringing like? Uh, it was more just local mates from school and I said I was at Belmont from around the age of nine, ten. My first tournament until sixteen, mm-hmm. so just played locally. Had a travel Watford. <laughs> That's <laughs> mad, bro. <laughs> had a travel Watford. Didn't get in, but sometimes you got to bide your time. And, yeah. and Bournemouth came along. Bournemouth mm-hmm. are, are a, a good academy, though, aren't they? I mean, a lot of people, you know, think that's a pretty small club, and mm-hmm. they are a small club, but. They've got they've they've built quite a, quite a big academy and they've had a few few players sold on actually. Nah, it's very good. Yeah, we had they had um, Ilman and Dai who was at yeah. Sheffield. He could just gone to Marseille. We had a couple of players, but yeah, Bournemouth was, was a great local team. They've they've partnered with Arsenal and they've got a great pitch. Pitch is great and uh, the training grounds right next to it. So I, I enjoyed that club thoroughly. Are you from a football family? I was trying to work out with the name. Is it? Has Pele got anything to do with Pele? Or? Um, you have to ask my dad and my mum about that. But nah, my dad just didn't play football. My mum was worked, so there was no footballing from there. But I think my dad enjoyed football and said, yeah, I'm going to be Pele. So there we go. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Um, West Ham, you, you, you mentioned you did actually play in a EFL Cup game. Mm-hmm. And I think you were quite modest there because against Burnley, you were marking Ings and Vokes, yeah. playing at the back in the back five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was looking at the West Ham team, it was quite decent. There was um, both Coles playing, Joe and Joe. Carlton. Carlton. yeah. You had uh, Kev Nolan coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. So, and you were, what, 19 at the time? Yeah. I mean, that must have felt like this was sort of big football at that point. That no, was great. To be involved in any first team at, at a young age is, is fantastic. And to take my opportunity and win the game was was great. I played with Dan Potts, who's also with me at Luton. Yeah, and, uh, yeah for me, me to... I have a great game and we, we talk about it sometimes Dan say Dan remember we played Burnley he's like yeah it's good so to <laughs> reminisce and talk about it was, was a great feeling and to play in any any first team game is, is, is a great experience and I think we wish every, any young player to, to try and achieve that What was Big Sam like? Big Sam was Big Sam you know how <laughs> he is he shouts but he's, he was a he was a caring, was a caring yeah. manager he, he really was a good man to my manager and um, I, I did enjoy my time all the little time that I had with him and he showed me a few things here and there and uh, I, I can't say any, a bad word about him I mean having had that um, successful debut and Sam actually talked about you I did look look, look up the post-match interviews and yeah. he mentioned you picked, you picked your performance out at that point were you thinking right I'm going to have a West Ham career uh, it's tough to say obviously it was a cup game did play well but anything can happen a, t- a player can get injured and you, you shoot in or you might have to bide your time play back in the reserves which we had a great reserve team mm. so at that stage I was just trying to train as well as I can get as much game time as I can and if it didn't work out then hopefully a team would pick me up but I tried my best and 
Mm. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but Luton came <laughs> came saving me in the end, I think. <laughs> well, well the, yeah, I mean, like nearly 10 years ago, December mm-hmm. 2013, and Luton came in um, and you initially went on loan. What, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts at that point? Was it, let's do well on loan, come back to West Ham and see where we go from there? It was, it was tough because I was coming, well, my contract was expiring in the summer. So I wasn't sure if they were going to sign me or not. But the main aim was to go to Luton, even though I can't lie to you, I, I didn't want to. Yeah. Was, when you're in the academy football, it's a bit of a bubble. As, as yeah. everyone says, you think that you're going to make it. And when a team in non-league doesn't what comes for you and you're like, oh, I'm dropping so many so many leagues down and is the pitch going to be great? Or the <laughs> facilities here? Or we're going to train in where dogs walk, well, dogs walk <laughs> where you train <laughs> and that. So, that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, but sometimes you've got to take the risk <laughs> of dropping down and I'd say to anyone just play some professional football get some game time wherever it is and eventually your talent will come through and I've done that in the December went back to went back to West Ham in January and then I signed towards the end of January for, for, for Luton Was it a bit of a shock? I mean obviously you'd had some experience with Boreham Wood but Yeah it, it was a little bit of a shock because I think Boreham Wood was in a better place than Luton even though Luton just dropped down but where they were training you had people walking everywhere and they had portal cabins and it's it's, it's not league football in it but you got you got to adjust your surroundings and I think I because I had the experience of Bournemouth before it was a, I think it was a lot easier for me to adjust and yeah I'd done well in my in my initial one month loan and as, as I said coming to my expiring contract in the summer I had to go to Luton and express my worth and yeah we managed to get promoted that same that same season was it local park then you were training on no nah, the they had their own training ground but there was access for the public okay. so you had kids could go then there was cordoned off so that little bit of roping so <laughs> around the roping was just our, our pitches and then if you wanted to work your dog or play a little bit of cricket or whatever yeah. you wanted to do there was room available but it was at least it was all in one position, yeah. like the the training ground was here, the gym was here, and the canteen was here. Sometimes in in non-league teams, you're training at a school when you're going back to the stadium, and so in that sense, everything was was there at Luton. Yeah, and you had John Still, mm-hmm. who is a bit of a lower league legend, yeah. and he's brought through so many players from a sort of non-league level, actually, all all the way at the top almost. Yeah. So even if even if the club wasn't kind of set up at that point with high facilities, did you find high standards in him? Yeah, he everyone knows he knows the league like the back of his hand. So for him to come into the club and set his standard and his his methods was, I think, it made it easier for us to get promoted. We just played a standard four four two and mm. we ran over a lot of teams and we 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 were fantastic that season scored 100 goals had 100 points so for us to do that even though I was in the second part of the season it was good momentum for us and we we managed to achieve what we wanted to do and that was to get promoted I think he was famous for his fitness of his teams as well was he quite a hard task yeah <laughs> I had some hard times in Portugal where we used to just do yeah. six laps of just running until you, until you drop you drop but I think that that bode well for me and all the team because we we were fitting in a lot of most teams and we were scoring five sixes nearly every game so I think that helped for us to, to have a base fitness and keep our our standards high and throughout the whole season Tell us about your debut so it's Alfreton Town um, away um, 
impact stadium? No. No? Debut was Stains in the Cup. Debut Stains in the Cup. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. Tell, tell us about Stains in the Cup. <sighs> well, I'm not a centre back. Okay. But they played. Clearly, <laughs> 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 I'm not centre back. But obviously, yeah. People got injured at West Ham, so I, bec- I started to play centre back. Right. And then obviously, when I came to Luton, my first game was at centre back. Stains. I think we um, we might have drew the game nil nil one one. And uh, yeah, I played with my centre back, Joe Davies. He was at Leicester, mm-hmm. and a couple of other boys, Matthew Robinson, Zane Banton, uh, I think Mark Cullen, and a couple of U team boys. It was a wasn't a bad game, and. Uh, Went to the replay, won the game, back in midfield, back in the, mid- <laughs> back in midfield. I'll say uh, the replay at Kenilworth Road, and uh, yeah, that was that was a debut for Luton. Did you get um, tested out? Because I mean, you're you're a teenager, non-league, and they're gonna see if you see what you're made of, aren't they? Because uh, I'm a bit of a big boy, I don't think they would. So they would. So I think I had a. It wasn't a bad game, but I think I. Managed to get through it. Obviously, it was a debut, so sometimes you get a bit nervous being at such a young age. But yeah. I got through it, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was a yeah. good experience. Okay, so Alfreton was a league debut then. Yeah, yeah. Away big slope, big slope on that pitch. It is a I know slope. it well. Is it? <laughs> it is a slope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slope, but nah, it's, it's good to get one four five five nil. So yeah, it's good to get a win on my my debut in the league. So it was a good experience that as well, and. Uh, Good to integrate with the boys and be a part of a, a winning team. You also, but you know, Luton had been in in the national league for a long time. Oh, conference as it was then. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you you came into the team and they were really successful. But mm. how hard a league is that to actually get out of? Do you know, because it's only two now. They've changed a bit because like six played five and then four plays. But back then it was just first gets promoted, second plays, fourth no. Second place, second to fifth, fifth off, and then yeah. third place, fourth, and then yeah. yeah, it's tough, but yeah, it's it's a lot of muddy pitches, a lot of away, away traveling, and you got to be mentally right, and we were able to to achieve that, and as I said, the team was was in fine form before I came in, and we just carried on since I came in, and um, for us to score so many goals and produce the performances that we did, it, it, if you haven't played in the league. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't advise it, but it's a, it's a tough league and it, it can make you it can make you a, a strong. Well, for me, it made me strong mentally because there's a lot of times when you don't want to play and you're playing at seven forty-five and it's raining. Even though it's it's everywhere in football that happens, but some of the pitches aren't great and you just got to grind it out. And yeah, it is a tough league, but it's one where I wouldn't say I wouldn't say go back to. No, it was a good experience for me. What were the what were the like journeys like? What, what was your mode of transport? Was it? No, we had a coach. You had a coach. We yeah. had a coach. Yeah. yeah, everything was was really set up properly. Yeah, yeah. And if you had to travel on the day or travel away the day before, it was it was all well yeah. done. Luton Town really looked after us yeah. in that sort of sense. What did you? I mean, what did you learn about football playing in in that environment that was different to, let's say, the under twenty one stuff you played at West Ham? You're playing meaningful football. Yeah, people's. Livelihoods, families, yeah. and points, points <laughs> that mean something. Like when you're in the academy, you're playing. You're, you're not. You're playing for points, but there's nothing at the end of the season. Obviously, you, you win, win your trophies and that. But when you're playing men's football, 
people's livelihoods are aligned and you can get promoted, you can get relegated. And that means something to people. When you get relegated, you see grown men, women, they're all, all crying. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real tough, 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 football's tough in general. Yeah. So playing well, for Luton in non-league is, it was a experience and experience that I said we'll go through again and it's, it's, it can shape you. Yeah. And it can, I say, they reward <clears throat> me to be mentally strong when things aren't going your way, even though a lot of things do go away <laughs> for Luton. It makes you a, it makes you a tougher person. Was I mean, was it enjoying the taste of that that made you actually sign permanently? Because as you said, you, you, you went on loan, you went back to West Ham mm. briefly because they had an injury crisis, mm. and then you chose to go and sign the permanent deal. Was it, once you'd had a taste of that meaningful football, you thought, I, I don't want to go back to youth stuff? Yeah, I would say get games yeah it's all about getting games getting games and then you may think they drop it down leagues but if you're getting games then another team may come for you in the higher leagues league one league two whatever happened even if we didn't get promoted other teams may come for you even though you're having games and uh, I think winning as well if I went there and we weren't winning <laughs> it would have been tough like, oh, I've gone here we've been beaten four or five games in a row but a winning mentality did help and Luton had that before I came and that continued when I joined. I mean, it was the first of several promotions, but did it mean <laughs> as much as going up the Football League? Did that mean as much as any of them? Yeah. yeah. As of me, my first promotion, it, it meant a lot. Yeah, Getting promoted with a team that had done so well and had so much camaraderie and good team spirit and great, a great manager and, and great staff was, was, was a fantastic achievement just not for the club for myself and as it being the first it's the one where you live long in my memory I mean you mentioned the the, the kind of camaraderie and it's looking at the team you've got Andre Gray in there mm-hmm. you know um, Alfie Mawson obviously Joe Davis you've mentioned also a couple of sort of proper lower league kind of legends I think um, Paul Benson and stuff yeah. like that what was was it just a sort of special thing that John still had built was it a, 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 a kind of atmosphere that as much as your quality your spirit was was what the club, club was thriving on at that time I think you just got the right mix of people you had the young and the old you had me as a young as you had Matthew Robinson we had Jake Howes who's who's most of my age we had Andre Gray and then we had Paul Benson Steve Monnote at the back mm. uh, Tiles at the back not the back Tiles in goal yeah. sorry and um, yeah the mix was great Ronnie Henry was a one of my favourite captains he was, he was a he was a comedian comedian oh a comedian loved loved to play football and he was a real leader on the pitch him and him and Steve at the back were were instrumental to us being so successful yeah so you you, you up in League 1 League 2 rather um, and I think <clears throat> the club was sort of had quite a decent first season mm-hmm. back in the football league finished 8th just outside um, the playoff places not so good second season yeah, I think it's 12th maybe mid table yeah, yeah kind of and but looking at you I think you had a run of injuries at that point yeah and you had something I mean according to Wikipedia calcification of the hamstring what, what is that um, you know I don't know the ins and out of it but just I mean just kept not tearing but kept straining and then just continuing continuing and then I think it was just about building my body back up again um, yeah. I hadn't played a lot of lead games like that obviously I was playing the youth team but yeah, at West Ham but I think just continuing to my body growing and adjusting to playing league week in week out Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesdays was a bit 
tough on my body and I just needed to have a season where I could slowly get back into it. And mm. once Nathan Jones and Jared came in when they when after Nathan, after John still left, I think they got my body right and I played played more games after that. So it was just about maintaining my body and keeping it strong. Tell us about Nathan Jones because I mean he, he he seems like now he seems yeah. a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah. But he was younger then. He must mm-hmm. have had even more kind of energy and intensity and stuff. Nah, he hasn't changed. He's exactly the same. Um, right. When he came in, he. He he spoke a real good game and he tactically yeah. was he was real real good and his records at Luton I would say he speaks for itself he he just got us playing a diamond formation which not a lot of teams played mm. at the time and we just got moving the ball and we done so well and yeah he was probably one of my favorite managers because he had me playing week in week out at a, at a great level and the staff that he brought in. At the time, obviously Jared, I said the sports scientist that helped me develop my body and keep on playing games was was a testament to to what he can do. And the club just kept getting better and better and better. And he was an extreme part of that. Yeah, I, I interviewed um, Kieran Dewsbury Hall a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. who you'll know well. And he said to me, he had when he was looking to go on loan from Leicester, he had quite a lot of options. But Nathan Jones met him in a service station, sat him down, got a laptop out. And said, right, these are all the games you've played in the last two years, and that included like under twenty three games. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, that's what you did well, that's what you didn't do well, that's what I'm going to work on with you. Mm. And he was blown away. He was just like, wow, I, I don't get this level of detail yeah. anywhere. Yeah, is that what he was like with you in terms of improving? Your yeah, game? tactically and where he wanted you specifically to play and how you wanted to play. He's probably one of the best managers mm. that 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 I had at Luton. Um, from and his detail was real good mm. he had exact positions where you need to play how he wanted to play and tactically he got a lot of things right at Luton and it's a reason why he went on to become a Premier League manager and obviously sometimes stuff doesn't work out for you mm. unfortunately at West Ham and not West Ham at Southampton yeah. it was tough if he kept them up it would have been a miracle and obviously I hope that he if he went down had the chance to bring them back up but such as football is a business and it didn't work mm. out but for for me and for Luton, he done some incredible stuff, and he made or improved a lot of players at the club at the time that he was here. A promotion to League One. I mean, he had a couple of near misses. Mm. The, the Blackpool oh, playoff. Tough. Is that as bad as it? Is that in terms of ones that were hard to stomach? Was that? Was yeah, that the game was like six five, and it was like three two over there, and three three at home or stuff like that, and being so close and. When they come into the changing room, the changing room is so close, and you hear him cheering, it, it burns, and there's a picture of everyone on the floor, and it's like, ah. and you never want that feeling. Yeah. The feeling is it, it hurts a lot, and we managed to to get out of the league. I think that's following season. Next season. So yeah. I think behind Accrington Stanley. Yes, that's right. Second yeah. place, twenty seventeen eighteen. Yeah. So yeah, to go back and get promoted the following season was was a great achievement, and it was one where we thoroughly enjoyed because I, I think the story of Luton is a club with incredible mentality mm. ability to bounce back Yeah. so the bouncing back from, from that point and I think Blackpool actually scored a last minute goal didn't yeah. they to edge at 6-5 that own goal I remember it clearly own goal yeah that is from a corner nice headed down and Jordan Cook's on the line and he's kicked off the keeper and the keeper's dived and he's gone in the net and oh, it's, it, it, <laughs> them they stay in your memory they itch a lot but for us to come back the next season and get promoted it 
kind of soothed the pain, but at the time, did I want to cry? Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough one to take, but we uh, managed to get over the line the next season. Yeah, I think Gregor knows one of your coaches quite well as well at the time. Paul Hart, yeah. Yeah. He's kind of he was like Nathan Jones' mentor, wasn't he? he yeah, was, my, yeah. my youth team coach in Nottingham Forest, and he's he was a tough taskmaster. But even when you mentioned that the diamond formation, mm-hmm. we played that in the academy. I think that was really yeah. something he believed was a really good system, and difficult for teams to play against, and quite you know obviously the midfield is very important in that too. So how how important was was Paul Hart? You think in that, that now, journey? Paul Hart was great. He took a, he took a, sometimes a lot of the sessions and made sure that we got our rotation right. We used our fullbacks a lot. We had. James Justin and who's at Leicester now just scored mm-hmm. the other day and uh, Jack Stacey who just moved from Bournemouth to Norwich so yeah they were instrumental to bombing down wings and putting balls in for James Collins and uh, Daniel Hitton at the time so yeah it was all about rotation and keeping the ball well and I think we, we did that a lot of the time and it was it was, it was a successful formation that, that we had in them in League 2 and League 1 It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And suddenly having worked so hard to get into League One, it's looks a bit of a breeze, wasn't it? You know, you sort of. I <laughs> <laughs> see League One. League One, we just we uh, went on like a twenty-nine game unbeaten run. Yeah. That ended at Charlton, unfortunately. I think Lau Taylor scored two goals. Okay, so them, them games they stay <laughs> save because it, it hurts. Well. Yeah, man. So yeah, League One, we damn information. No one could handle it. As I said, we had JJ and Jack Stacey just down the wings, and we had Hilson Colo up front along with Isaac Vassell just putting so many so many goals and and assists for each other so league one did seem like it was it was, it was real easy but yeah. yeah I think we just had a lot of momentum and team just couldn't handle us and yeah we ended up getting uh, getting first place in league one 
But what I think was amazing about that season was that Nathan Jones goes in the middle of it. Yeah, doesn't he? He goes. Well, he goes to Stoke. Did he Stoke? Stoke yeah, he went to Stoke, Stoke. Yeah, and uh, Mick Hoff. He went to Stoke in January yeah, yeah, yeah. after a FA Cup game against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Still Remember. a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, Mick Hofford came in and he just did the ship. Obviously, we had a we had a formation that worked for us. He didn't have to do a lot. Yeah. He knew what we were doing. We knew our positions. So for him to just did the ship. Well, obviously, he did put his little tactics and his little inputs in but in general case we knew what we was doing and we just he just made it easy for us he said listen I'm going to just manage here but you control the tempo control the training because you know how you do it I'm just going to come oversee everything and I believe that you can get promoted and we did that I mean Mix is Mr Luton isn't he he is, he is an absolute legend well, I'm, I'm, I'm close but <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> right. he was Mr Luton wasn't he he still is Mr Luton but yeah listen yeah a Luton legend he's, he's, he's still around the training ground still doing this guy and work so yeah. anything that you need he's all always around the training ground if you speak to him he's one with two ears to listen and he can give you any advice that you need it's yeah. funny with Mick as well because he's I played for Mick actually but and he's you know he's got this reputation mm-hmm. as being you know a hard a man, hard man and yeah. from his career and stuff but when it comes to when you, when you see him when you work for him when mm-hmm. you train he's he's kind of very mild man, yeah. mild and measured composed mm-hmm. And he was a good, really good coach as well. Yeah, really good coach for us. And he let us play what when he needed to tell someone off or do this, change a little bit of this. He was he's ready to do that. But in general, he 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 managed us very well. And as I said, any time you need to speak to him, he was there. I think he's calmed down from his playing days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's he's a great man. He's a great man for Luton as well. Would it would it be fair to say, Pelly, that the the first season up in the Championship was the toughest you've you've had, yeah. like the whole club have had, not just you, but I mean. Just, it, it, it was a it was a long slog, wasn't it? Started with Graham Jones, mm-hmm. he got dismissed. Mm-hmm. You were, I think, twenty third, and then the pandemic struck, yeah. and you had to sit there in lockdown, sitting Wait. at twenty third. Mm-hmm. Staff furloughed, um, and I mean that must have been a t- time of real uncertainty for everyone. And yeah, it was a tough season for all of football, all of the world, basically. But obviously, Luton's a small club. We did not have the biggest budget uh, in the in the world but in, in in the league that we had the league where he's in the championship so for us to just wait around and see who's going to manage us and surprisingly <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised to me anyway Nathan Jones came back and was able to, to save us we didn't play Diamond actually we played 4-3-3 and we were just solid sat back waiting for teams to come to us and hit them on a counter attack and um, yeah in the end it was a great season for us but to wait around and survive on the last day of the season it was um, it was a relief because yeah. that was a it was a real long season and probably one of the toughest seasons that Luton have had since I've been here because yeah. there was a lot of uncertainty and uh, we weren't playing our best football in the championship as you know it's a tough it's a tough league and yeah. anybody can win anybody can get relegated and that's how we felt during the season it's, it was tough but we maintained our spirit and in the end we was able to, yeah. to survive that season. Someone like you that cares as much as you do about the club, the community, the fans. Mm-hmm. During lockdown and, and and the pandemic, did you really feel that acutely? You know, you wanted to help people, and they were missing football. They were missing their football club. Um, I mean, what what did you guys do in the community? And um, it was tough. Obviously, you couldn't wasn't really allowed out. Yeah. So whatever we can do, we was doing online Zoom sessions, or we could send over. I don't know any signed shirts or yeah. we can do to anything that anyone could help we tried to do that obviously we were limited to what we could do so 
we, we mm. tried to do our best and well, if the, the fans were happy I hope they were happy with, with what we done when it was dressed yeah, all the fans and Luton love love Luton Town mm. and it's a, it's a fan base run club so we've always got to give back to the supporters and the supporters have helped stabilise the club and made the club a Premier League yeah. team right now and with people being furloughed you, I mean you, I take it you know every member of staff by first name almost yeah. I've been there long enough so yeah. you'd, you'd have known these people and mm-hmm. how tough it would have been for them yeah no one wants to the wages or anything to be cut and when living in the pandemic it's, it's tough to, to live day by day not knowing how much you're going to get and it's, it's tough on everyone but we all contributed players, staff as a, yeah. as a collective and to help stabilise and run the club as much as we could and I think we did that and the end result was we stayed in the league and everyone was back in back on their normal normal stuff mm. normal life and it was it was it was a tough time for everyone but mm. I think we all banded together as a yeah. as a club as a form as a formidable formidable force and uh, I think we we done that because coming out of the pandemic the club seemed to and maybe it was the return of Nathan but <laughs> it got your strength back yeah the identity was back with mm-hmm. it and didn't go back up straight away but no. first season with him stabilised in the in the championship and then started challenging again yeah I think we finished 12th that season it was a a season where we we didn't think we were going to challenge but it was another one where you'd want to remain because mm. obviously we finished 21st or 22nd wherever we finished but for us to challenge would have been a tough task just I think Nathan Jones Stabilise the club again. Make sure that we played good football and we challenged. But I don't think we was the squad w- wasn't strong enough to do that. This is only our second season in the championship, so we've got to make sure that we're not going crazy gung ho and trying to win every single game. And mm. make sure that we have a steady base and uh, finish twelfth that season. And then he went off again. And <laughs> 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 he does like leaving us, but uh, nah, we always have to wish him the wish him the best and. Yeah, we did finish uh, in the playoffs to the next season and more heartbreak. But um, yeah, yeah it, as he said, we had bounce back ability, lost to Huddersfield in the playoffs and um, was able to bounce back again and get promoted the next season. What yeah. was it about Nathan Jones and Luton that worked? Sometimes it's a match made in heaven and I think that was <laughs> that was Nathan Jones and, and Luton Town. He, I think he was at the club for so long that he knows he knows the club and knows how to get the best out of players. And I think he did that with me and did that with a lot of players. So for him to, to come back and stabilise and have us challenging, it was, a great, it was a great feeling, great experience. And when you're familiar with your surroundings, I think it's a lot easier. When you go to a new club, sometimes you don't know, not, you're going to bring something, bring your own staff, but you don't know the kit man, you don't know the head scout, you don't know the head chief. And sometimes them things can not hinder you, but not make it difficult but you're just not familiar with settings so having Luton there familiar well, I think it made it a lot easier for him yeah I mean you you kept staying you kept signing new contracts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why? Uh, the grass ain't always green on the other side and I think Luton have been always been good to me and I think every season apart from one season in League 2 where we didn't finish higher than the season before clubs just kept, kept progressing um, Leeds was there a couple of teams like Blackburn were there uh, Middlesbrough were there the main one but Nathan Jones actually, actually <laughs> told me to stay <laughs> I go to Middlesbrough and um, yeah he convinced me to, to stay and 
will do something special when you're here and we we did and I've got a oh loot and everything because they believed in me believed in my talent believed in what I could do for them and hopefully it's it's been proven where we are in the Premier League we, we still got a full season to go ahead to and hopefully we can uh, be a Premier League team at the end of the season Is that you also got a bit of a different mindset though Pelly because like it sounds like you're taking on board what Luton have given to you and and that's a reason to stay rather than um, I might get a better contract somewhere else or I might you know might have a go somewhere else and maybe move quicker up the leagues uh, that can always be the case um, people can move for money which is sometimes their main thing for people people move because they don't like where they're playing they don't like the weather sometimes the weather <laughs> can play a part <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be honest yeah. if Spain came in and you want to play in Mallorca or something then all those moves were north for you as well the weather's not that nice up there but um, oh. yeah this is uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, just to get, I just wanted to get you to Aberdeen but it's not going to happen is it I hate that it's far I'm sorry it's what my missus but yeah it's a lot of things coming to coming to play some people got family that don't want to move from their family but like I say I always say Sometimes you've got to take a risk, a risk, the risk and reward. Um, and in my case, I didn't actually move, but well, from West Ham, it was a risk to go to yeah. Luton at the start of my career. But yeah, for me to stay at Luton, get, well, whatever Luton's given me, I've taken it all on board and I've given back as much as I can. But now it's a, it's a case where I need to focus on, on mm. what we can do this season and to achieve or to stay in the league would be a great great and massive achievement for the yeah. for the whole town for the whole club and especially for me coming from non-league going up <clears> with one club and staying in the Premier League will be will be a fantastic fantastic feat and hopefully we can achieve that I, mean, I mentioned the the song the the, the single that, that I think it's a Luton singer-songwriter mm-hmm. wrote called Pelly and he's named his album Pelly and me and Gregor were looking at the, um, the, the, the the song before we came on and I think the lyrics are it's a love song, I think, and it's mm. all about loyalty. It's about, mm-hmm. and you're the person that embodies yeah. loyalty to him. Are you a loyal person? Do you think that's part of your makeup for staying? Yeah, to the club. Loyalty is a is can mean one thing to someone else and another thing to to someone else as also. But um, yeah, for me to be loyal to Luton and, and because they've given me such a great opportunity, my first real taste, apart from Bournemouth, of real taste of men's football and a promotion, which 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 it's been great four of them of course and uh, yeah it's, it's been a, it's been a great ride and for me to give back for them being loyal to me also giving me a contracts of the contracts which is what everyone wants and safety for family and your your playing career has been it's been great for me I mean there, there's always a debate and Gregor's probably on the other side of the fence as someone who moved club a few a few times in your career. Didn't have a choice sometimes. <laughs> you didn't have a choice, right? <laughs> sometimes you don't. You, 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 you got to go. <laughs> like, anyway, this is a bit pale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I, when I speak to players, it's like there's guys who stay, and I, you know, a few have stayed as long as you. But there's guys who stay in a place. And I remember Steve and Gerard always had this argument um, that you get more out of staying. Sometimes they said it about Harry Kane. You know, you. you you get more out of staying uh, than shifting clubs because you might not, you might miss out on bigger contracts elsewhere. But what you get to do is to become a legend somewhere, and you get to be have that deeper relationship with the mm-hmm. club. Is that something that that your career has given you? It has, 
Luton's been a home for me and uh, for me to be continue to play as much as I can week in week out for the club that gave me a, a good start to my career it's, it's, it's great and sometimes when you leave the club you miss it and um, uh, I thought if I stay I could do something special especially with all the managers that have said listen we're creating something special here along with the, the, the chief scout and the the board members that have believed in what I can do and I've spoken to them like listen we want to be doing this we want to be getting a new training ground we want to get a new stadium so to be we'll try to be a part of that I'm not sure when the stadium is going to be built so <laughs> hopefully I'm still there maybe a statue would be, would be great but believe uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you never know um, and um, for me to try to be a part of that it's, it's great for not just my, myself my legacy and hopefully people remember me for being a great player and a great servant to the club and push the club to the maximum they can they can achieve. Was was the Premier League with Luton always part of your dream? Over over the times that that would have just been ridiculous to think that. If I'm being honest, for Luton to jump order to the Premier League, I'm not sure who would have believed it hmm. that much. Obviously, everyone can dream there. Luton in the Premier League would be crazy, but for us to for us to actually achieve it, it's. It's a fairy tale, once in a lifetime achievement that we've done, especially me coming from from one club all the way there, and whoever's I played with that's contributed to that. And um, now we're not quite living the dream. I think <laughs> the dream would be to stay in the Premier yeah. League, and we're trying to fight <clears throat> towards that. But right now we're trying to enjoy it. Obviously, you enjoy winning more, but <laughs> yeah, for us to to do that, we've got to win games, be strong as we can and hopefully get results and we'll see what happens there. but at the end of the season we'll know that we've put all the hard work in and if we don't make it we don't but if we do we know that we've put mm. as much as we can towards the season and hopefully we get our credit deserves well, give, what, what is the difference or give us a few differences between Luton 2013 and Luton 2023 just the, just the place you know new training ground yeah different cars in the car park a lot of different cars there's no <laughs> some I mean some people still have some Vauxhall courses and yeah. some Beatles there and um, <laughs> I think Luke Berry got a I can't remember what he got he Luke Berry used to have a polo okay so people still have cars the way they drove were driven for a while and they're, they're, they're easy with the car so it's it's, it's no it's no bad thing to have a, a car that you've, you've loved and hasn't let you down. So, like a Reliant Robin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Reliant Robin yeah, there, yeah. but yeah, you know what I mean? But yeah, obviously there's different cars. Um, uh, there's a new gym. New gym, yeah. New gym. That's great for, for us to do our activations and people with injury and all of that. Um, we have new catering staff I was going to ask so about the food the, yeah the food has got a lot better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not taking it away in cuddle boxes and cold <laughs> and that but all of that is, is great and yeah this, this, this stadium is obviously we've got a new stand so yeah. we're trying to build that trying to build a new stadium hopefully that gets gets sorted out real soon and yeah just the general vibe and it's just everything's just got better from, from basically 10 years ago so but we are still trying to build up better players, of course, trying to compete in the highest, well, probably one of the best leagues that, that's in the world right now. What about the number of staff and, and then like the preparation that goes into games and 
the analysis and stuff that must be a little bit different yeah we've got more analysis stuff more more gym stuff more staff for masseuses so we've got staff coming in and helping out as much as they can so everything has gotten gotten bigger youth team staff's got better so the change room obviously has got better so everything's <coughs> developing well for Luton Town and long may it continue wherever they have planned I don't know yet but <laughs> uh, hopefully um, it can be bigger and better even when I'm when I'm not there anymore What about what about on the pitch? I mean like it sounds obvious that the team in the National League compared to the team you're playing in now is, mm-hmm. is completely different but how have you found moving up those levels? What do you think the difference is between say a National League slash League 2 player and a player at the top end of the Championship or in the Premier League as you are now? I think the speed of the game everything is done quick moments and you can't have a day off in the Premier League you, you get found out real quick and chances that you concede in National League somebody like the grass may get stuck may get long <laughs> and it goes wide it was a bubble on the pitch obviously you know Premier League Premier League uh, grounds and grass is, it's, it's immaculate so every pass every precision every cross is met with, with good quality and as you can see in the Premier League once people get chances they, they take their chances so in the National League you might get two or three where they miss but in the Premier League you get one two which is every, everyone's a goal and you got to make sure you're tactically aware and make sure you go with your runners and as I said you got to make sure you are on job every single game because the game can go past you in a flash and before you know it you're two three nil down and coming back in the Premier League because it's a real tough league to do that Does it feel different though? I mean like does it feel different the actual you you being in in the centre <laughs> centre of the pitch playing in a game in the Premier League because you block out all the stuff around you don't you mm. when you're in a game does it feel different being a Premier League player to when you we were playing in the lower leagues like the actual game you do because when you're playing National League and you're looking at match of the day or you can Sky you see the Bruno back then it was Rooney but now you're playing against these players you're like whoa it's not starstruck but you think okay I'm <laughs> playing against good quality people and you got to make sure that one, you got to track your runners and two, try to do your best because you know they're world-class players playing for world-class teams and international teams. Obviously, there's still internationals at, at National League, but you're playing against the England people, people from Belgium and Brazils and Italy. So you got to make sure that you're, that you're on job and make sure you get a, make a good account for yourselves. I just wanted to jump in at this point because the guys are talking about things that have changed. And I'm wondering about the fans, because that's one thing that maybe doesn't change in this mm-hmm. journey of yours. Because I, I support Lincoln City, so a kind of team that have been at Luton's level before, lower yeah. down, and the kind of club that could only dream of making the Premier League, mm-hmm. having the same journey. And I was interested hearing you talking before about the National League promotion, because when we got promoted from the National League, and we got promoted from League Two as well, but that one was the one that meant the most. Mm-hmm. And you've been on this journey with the fans. So do you have? Do you feel you have that connection with them because of that journey? You know, do you, are you spotting people in the crowd that you've seen for ten years, the same kind of people? Because as much as Johnny's saying, you know, the training facilities change, and Greg is saying, yeah. you're stood on the pitch, and the players, the opposition's changing. Those guys aren't changing. They're mm. with you the whole way. Yeah, I do recognise some fans. Oh yeah, I took a picture of you ten years ago. Look, look, look. And it's and it's fun. To, it's fun to see that. Obviously, you know that they they'll come in their thousands every single week. So to have them, even some of the stewards, some even some of the the bull boys that have grown up that are still there, it's it's, it's crazy to see. And um, yeah, the fans always come in their thousands. We even the away fans are fantastic. I think had personally for me had one of the best away fans that I've had since 
since I've joined and uh, they come in the thousand, they support us and they've been f with us the, the whole way through. So in that sense, now the fans have, have remained real strong with us. They try to sell out as much home games, try to sell out as much away games that they can. And I think they've been a big, big part of of how Luton is run and how Luton has survived and how Luton is thriving right now. That's, you mentioned seeing ball boys grow up. Yeah. So like you've seen them go from little kids. Yeah, man, like little kids, and then I've seen them now. They, I take a picture of them ten years ago, and now they're they're, they're still in the youth team, and then it's 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 funny, and uh, it's it's great that they they've still been in the academy and doing well. I, I mentioned at the start the I think it was a Luton Mad Beekeeper made a brand of honey mm -hmm. that is called Pelly Honey. Yeah, have you tried it? Yeah, I tried it. It was nice. Right. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah I had it with, with with some tea. I put my tea in there. So yeah. <laughs> I, I still have the jar actually okay. and uh, I think I might, I might have to get some more because I just need to run out <laughs> but nah it was, it was actually good it was good honey Look, you, you'd be very modest but I think one thing we haven't sort of asked you really is why you why have you been able to do something that nobody else has been able to do because you know as clubs move up they often well they always discard players and it's one of the sad things you, you see a team work its backside off to get promotion and then half the guys get chopped and then they go again and but there must be something in you that every time they've gone up the level you've been able to live with it you've been able to improve your game and, and managers more at the point of thought we need this guy what, what do you think it is I think I'm a good player actually yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking but um, of course yeah, so. listen, I think that I've just improved every single season yeah. that I've that I've been promoted and and played so for me to have the consistency in trying to play, trying to look after your body, trying to play as much games as you can. And when you play well, you get rewarded with contracts and I think I've done that. And obviously you have to have managers that believe in you. Sometimes I haven't been playing, but at, when it comes to the end of the season, I've got back into the team and then done well for all the managers I've played with. So the, the club, the manager, all got to have faith in you and sometimes it is a bit, a bit, bit of luck somebody gets injured or this happens and you get you get thrown back in and you've done well and you keep your position ultimately it's down to you and mm -hmm. how you are and I think I'm a big character in the in Luton uh, and I think that has helped me stay and they say I'm, I'm Mr Luton <laughs> after McCarthy yeah, but um, yeah. yes for me to, to have stayed for Luton is, it's a fantastic achievement and hopefully um I can continue being doing well for Lou and then you never know what the future holds but um, yeah for 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 me to be still here it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling for me anyway because we should mention that it's not like you've just played five games a season you've no. played nearly 400 games for mm -hmm. this club that's nearly 40 games a season yeah. over 10 years so you've been you've been on the pitch mm -hmm. what what is different about your game or what's the same as when you were playing in, in that game against Staines then well, firstly, position. Um, yeah. yeah, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. yeah, trying to drive the team forward and if I need to win my tackles, just trying to be an all-round midfield yeah. player. When you're, obviously, formation does dictate where you play. When I was playing a diamond, I was playing sitting, so I had to sweep up, get the ball rolling. Um, as I've moved further up the leagues, they played me in number 10 position yeah. or one of the two eights. So now my position is now go and get in the box, attack but also make your, your way back and defend. So the positionally, it's, it's been different, but try to be an all-round midfielder. And in that in that sense, it's been different, but you got to be you got to have some adaptability in your game. Mm. And I think I've, I've, I've had that and I've got that and it's helped me stay at Luton for, for a while. 
I mean, again, we should mention you're a guy that's played centre half, but you've also scored from thirty yards. And yeah. so not, not a lot of guys have got that amount of adaptability. No, it's, Nathan Jones said, "Don't you know blazing squad?" So that was <laughs> if the ball goes over the bar, then you're blazing it. So that lived with me. So didn't do that. Yeah, one. try to limit that. Yeah, but yeah, try to score some bangers yeah. along the way, and I've won a couple awards for that. But um, yeah, contribute as much as I can. If it's a clean sheet, if it's a goal, you got everything you can for the team. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I'm conscious that we we kind of raced ahead a little bit and didn't actually ask you about the moment of going up, and in fact, even about Rob Edwards arriving and putting mm-hmm. that run together. So you can just tell us a little bit about last season's journey. Yeah. Obviously, Nathan left <laughs> again. But um, yeah. Rob came in from Watford, which is I'm not sure how the fans would have taken it, but um, nah, Watford was they always chop and change the manager, so he didn't really get to implement his ideas. He was there for about 12 games, so for him to come and show Watford what he, what he could do and what he achieved was was wonderful. He set us up to play in a way where we was was direct. A lot of teams couldn't handle us. We had Eli and Carlton up front. And um, yeah, they bullied a lot, a lot of teams, and we we were very territorial, and it helped us to gain territory and play our play away from there. And um, yeah, for us to finish third behind the top two, we went up with Sheffield and and Ben Burnley was a great achievement for us, finishing again better than we did last season, mm-hmm. season before in sixth. So for us to finish third was. Was 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 for us a, a great achievement. We didn't think we would finish so so high, considering we was a couple of points behind Middlesbrough at the time, and we overtook them. And yeah, and then got to the semi final against Sunderland, which we did take the lead with last scoring. But you have we had Diallo scored a <laughs> fantastic free kick, and that's the quality that you get from a Man United player. Um, and then they had Cameroon scored a second goal for them but we knew that two goals from them wouldn't be enough and then go back to go back to the Kenny and we we just said yeah listen they've got missing a couple of centre-backs we might as well just go direct and see what can handle us and couldn't handle us won the game 2-0 and, and then Wembley came I don't really get nervous yeah I'm really getting nervous. I'm real relaxed Never? and chilled. Nah, nah. Uh, nerves, good nerves and bad nerves. Good nerves can be good for people and bad for people. But me, I got to embrace, embrace the game. And I think we did. I think first half we was real, real good against Coventry. I could have scored. Eli could have scored. Carlton could have scored. Clicker scored in the end. And then they changed the formation. And then they got back in the game. And then after that, it got nervy. Yeah. <laughs> it's never going to be easy. No, it's never going to be easy. It got nervy. I think if we had scored two goals in the first half, I think it would be a lot easier. But they changed formation. They put, I think they put Gordon back up front with Jokarez, and Hamer scored. I think he's a he's a good player. And then extra time comes, and the penalties come, and then what a way! If we lose on penalties, it's it's real tough. But when you win on penalties, I think mm. it's not the best feeling. No, not not the best way, but the feeling when unfortunately. Uh, double missed missed his penalty and the f- I don't think you can explain the f- really? feeling just relief you know, you're running everywhere you don't know where to look left or right and you've got <laughs> the fans screaming and you've got people crying people on their knees you've got the supporters you've got members of staff and it's 
like I said, the feeling you you cannot repeat it, and it was a it was a great day for us in the end. And you said Tom Locke, yeah, what happened to him? I mean, yeah, so much must have been in your mind. You know, it's tough. It's tough for when you're skipper. Obviously, he was in the team of the season, so he was he had a, he was in excellent form for him to go down after five ten minutes. You have to regroup, and he was on our minds. And at halftime, you're thinking. We're one in luck, but sometimes your mind could be elsewhere. We've got to do this for Tom. Tom's been a rock at the back for us, and unfortunate for him to go down so early. But for us to to win in the end, and Carl and called him, and everyone tried to visit mm-hmm. him, hospital and that. But um, yeah, for him to to be a part of it for so little was unfortunate for him. But we won mm-hmm. in the end, and I think he was in the hospital bed watching us. <laughs> so there's a photo of him there. So it was a it was a great feeling for him and for us and yeah, we we did it for him in the end yeah is there, is there anyone you shared the moment with like who knew your journey who'd backed you who meant a lot to you the moment was all a blur <laughs> when when the, the penny was missed you're just running around and looking for someone to hug and I think I hugged uh, Daz who's a masseuse who's been with me since okay. since I signed and just went down had a little prayer and God um, said thank you for giving me health is for me health is wealth and mm. give me the opportunity to, to play the game and get through it and the, the joy that was on everyone's face obviously Potsy joined the year after I, I joined and it's been nine nine ten years together and we just hugged it out and we really couldn't believe it and a lot of people's Premier League dreams came true I mean talking about dreams you're no, you're an Arsenal fan, right? Yeah. And you've got this run of fixtures coming up. You've got Liverpool and then you've got Man United yeah. and I think there's there's another game in the Palace. Palace. Yeah. And then you've got Arsenal. Yeah. I mean it, it is how do you see this mentally? Is this is this dreamland stuff? Or are they just games? They're games, but they're big games. But you know, all Premier League games are big. But when you play the, the they say the top six ish teams, you wanna make a good account of yourself, you don't wanna get beaten 6-7-0 and everyone's already writing you off I know there's already pundits that have <laughs> already said yeah you're not going to go down by Christmas and January and you just want to make sure that even though you might not win the game make sure that we've played the Luton way and yeah. given a good account of ourselves and played the way we play and make our contests and hopefully pundits and fans and people who have Everyone's got, everyone's got their own opinion but the opinions of Blacks and Luton are a good team and deserve to be in the Premier League which we all do the, the fans do the club do there's always outside noise but we can't control that and Rob has made sure that we have make sure that in-house we always believe in that we can achieve something and every game he's tactically aware and positionally and the players that are going to start at 11 and players that come on make sure that you give all that you can and make sure we play the Luton way and hopefully we are, we're doing that and come the end of the season whatever happens we've, we've played the way we can play Have you had one moment or one player you've played against that you've thought mm, this is a bit this is Premier League this is that's like that's a bit special Not yet Not I yet. think in these coming yeah. games I think yeah. they're going to be yeah. 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 Come come they're going to be in a month's time and we might that would be different but yeah in these next coming games we've got mm. a lot of big big teams that we need to play against and as I said you're playing against mm. world class world class players so we've got to make a make a good account of ourselves even if you're not playing and you're mm. supporting the team 
you know, in the starting eleven, you're not in the squad, but you're on the bench and you're making an impact in in, in everywhere you can. Is your mindset though, as it has been every time you've climbed? You know, yeah, you're saying you might be starstruck, but I want to, I want to compete. I want to show I deserve to be on this pitch. Yeah, hundred percent. We we got promoted and rightfully so, even though team other teams like Middlesbrough or South something will say we didn't deserve to but as a, as a team as a collective as an individual you think you're, you're going to try to be the best player on the pitch and you've got to battle it out against your opposite number whoever's in midfield or defence against against the strikers and, and vice versa so every time you, you're up against uh, a player from an opposing team you've got to make sure that you give a good account of yourselves and make sure that you try to get the better of them even if you don't play well, you track the runners or you do anything you can to, I don't know if you're putting the shirt, you're putting the hair, whatever, <laughs> whatever little um, moments or things you can gain on them and try and make it as difficult as possible for the opposing players. My, my last question is just, um, I think your journey's probably quite inspirational to a lot of players, you know, who at this moment in time might be playing non-league or might be a young player that's just been moving from a, a Premier League club looking for an opportunity somewhere and you're the guy that's taken all that and, and, and got to this point is is there like a kind of moral of your story is there a message that you'd say to a young player in that position the message I'll say is take that risk mm-hmm. because academy football even though it's nice you play for Chelsea you play for Arsenal Man United Liverpool when there's chances to play games don't be afraid to step down you may you may step down two, three leagues. You're getting game time, and when people are looking at you, has he played men's football? Can we trust him with playing with points on the line? Because what kind of football? As I said, it's not points. So playing games and don't be worried what other people say. Oh, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. If you think that you're good enough to drop down and make a career, you might not be Premier League. Not everyone gets to play the Premier League because it's a real fortunate league. So even if you're Biding your trade in the championship, championship is, is another great league. So, I would say take the risk and don't be afraid to to drop down and and play games. And hopefully, you get bought by another Premier League team and <coughs> go back to your parent club when <coughs> when you face them and score. Be like, listen, mm. I've I've took the risk. You might have believed in me, but it was time to leave and and play more games. Mm. So that would be my my advice to to any young player that is afraid. I'm saying don't yeah. be afraid because. If you're afraid and you you won't know what's on the other side, and the other side might be good, but you wouldn't have explored it if you if you didn't if you didn't go and and take a chance to to play more games. Lovely stuff. Thanks very much. That's Cheers. brilliant. No problem. Thank you. I'm sure, Pelly, that you've brought in a lot of Luton Town listeners to the game <laughs> podcast for the first time. So if you are a Luton fan and you enjoyed this show, make sure you subscribe. We are on Mondays and Thursdays with Johnny, Gregor and the rest of the Times team. But for now, chaps, thanks for joining me. And most of all, Pelly, thank you very much for telling us about your life in football. Cheers, man. Thank you for having me. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.